Hey everybody, this is Nate Smoyer and you're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. This is the show where we sit down with the leaders in real estate and technology to find out what they're doing to transform the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. If you've got an interest in real estate and technology, stick around, you're in the right place. Well, hey everybody, we got a great show for you today. You know, I say that every time, but I mean it. It's going to be a good one. We have the CEO and founder of a company called Ideal Estate. And they're doing some really interesting things. Imagine this. They've built up in a very short amount of time a website that has 800,000 real estate agents who have come to the site, registered, created a profile. And on an average month, 150 to 200,000 monthly active users. And for their premium members, it's 40 bucks a month. So... Uh, they built quite a business in a very short amount of time, and this helps agents build out their full referral network. It's not just agent to agent, but also agent to service provider. Um, and we talk through what it means or what it takes to build a solid referral network. Uh, we talk through how they're building basically a national MLS that is far more friendly than any other service that you could be using why it's better that agents use this tool versus sending their clients, you know, links on Zillow and that sort of thing, which is probably self-explanatory. Uh, and we even go through one of the gross uh, or growth case studies that uh, uh, recently on Ideal Estate, a new agent signed up. He's on his 15th day and he's built a referral network of 56,000 agents, totally organic, no automations or anything like that. Just using the site really the way it's meant to be used didn't have a big email list or budget or social media following to seed this. Really phenomenal story. And I think it's a testament to, hey, there's some significant power in, in building these sort of networks. Uh, so anyway, uh, we're going to jump into it. Uh, you know, if you're listening to this, you'll hear us be talking about demoing the product. And if you want to see the demo, it's on the TechNest Facebook page. Uh, we live streamed this recording and you can go back and, and see what that looks like. Uh, see the product if you don't want to just jump into it on your own. So anyway, kick back, enjoy the show. Well, hey, Brody, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Good to be with you, Nate. I appreciate your time. Uh, we are streaming live on Facebook, uh, bringing it to the people here on a Saturday morning. Uh, and I uh, really appreciate you setting aside the time to do this. Um, so before we get into the details, uh, because you know you and I had a chance to connect beforehand, and now we're sure. we got to connect uh, a little bit before. I'm actually really excited about um, some of the, the success stories that you were sharing with me. So please fill in everyone. Who are you and what do you do? So uh, my name is Brody Saunders. I'm the founder of Ideal Estate. And what Ideal Estate does is it's, it's really like a LinkedIn for all real estate pros. And so we provide a variety of different services. And we actually service over 40 different categories of real estate pros. So lenders, appraisers, inspectors, moving companies, the whole nine yards. And then obviously agents. So we provide actually uh, a way for agents to share referrals with other agents in other parts of the country. Uh, it helps people showcase their expertise and skills. Um, it helps you know some agents grow their team. So it's really about building better relationships, cultivating new opportunities. Mm -hmm. So we're really opening up uh, a different way, a different approach uh, to the industry, kind of doing actually the opposite of what the Zillows of the world do. So one of the things we don't allow is we don't allow uh, other agents to, you know, advertise on people's listings or their profile. So it provides a nationwide MLS where people can actually share homes freely. The sharing features are really great. And so um, agents are actually using it to, you know, collaborate with clients, but also to connect with other agents, which 
is funny enough, one of the best resources to connect with quality business, but you can't do it very effectively on Zillow. And right. one of the takes we've had on it is, you know, if you get a lead, it's likely being sold to 50 other people. And in this day and age, you know, a lot of people don't want to put in, you know, their phone number online because they're going to get 50 calls. And yep. so we provide a place where people can actually build a network that drives business rather than, you know, just kind of buying leads and you have to turn them over and then you're making a call. And that's yep. kind of an awkward process anyway. Uh, you know, it's a huge financial decision that people are making. And you know, when you're making a life-changing decision, it's usually not something you want to start off with on a cold call. You want to build a relationship with clients that leads to more referrals and it leads to repeat business. A, a lot in there we've got to unpack. Uh, I want to get into, um, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, I will start with this. First off, you're not the first one to ever build a referral network, right? Sure. No, not at all. All right. So let, let's just start with the real, uh, hard and fast differentiators. Cause you mentioned, you know, Zillow is a place where all these, all these listings exist. There's all sure. this, this uh, traffic from consumers yet it hasn't facilitated the value prop that you bring. So walk me through what's the, what's the core differentiator that, that you offer uh, that other sites have failed throughout the years in building a, an ideal, <laughs> there you go. Ideal scenario for passing referrals back and forth. Well, there's a couple different problems that we see in the industry with that. Usually when you see referral networks, they're either, you know, brand specific. So it's Keller Williams agents connecting with other Keller Williams agents. Well, not everyone's a Keller Williams agent. Uh, the other part is, you know, how they're structured is really more like a directory uh, rather than a network. And so it's very much, you know, uh, forward facing where you're just, you know, looking at someone, maybe making a call or finding an opportunity that way you're not dynamically connecting like you do on LinkedIn. So I guess the difference is, you know, if you wanted to compare LinkedIn to having just like an online directory, that's the difference of what we're providing. And the advantage is, you know, as you make more connections, you know, we're cultivating people all the time. And we're also helping you grow that second level of connections, which is where referrals come from. So uh, that's, that's the core difference. And that's why people are able to, you know, achieve really uh, rapid results. Uh, using the site. And, you know, it's like that use case that I brought up to you, you know, a few minutes ago. But um, that's how people are using it more effectively than just being on a, on a, you know, network. And the other aspect too, is we service all these other people so they can post, you know, their services for lending, appraising, inspecting, whatever it is. So it's really a one-stop shop to do these things. Yeah. And so, you know, and I had an opportunity to check out, I created an account on Ideal Estate and looking through. And the, the one thing I will say that I was impressed and I don't want to get people to get the wrong idea. This is not just a timeline with a whole bunch of like junk postings and, and listings like a lot of Facebook groups devolve into, you know, where, you know, a whole bunch of people join and then you just get all this junk. How do you keep the quality high? How do you ensure that it doesn't devolve into that? Well, I mean, that's always going to be a challenge because, you know, the more connected you are, you know, the more things you're going to see, right? And you may not like that part. Um, but we have an activity feed and it's basically network specific and then it's location specific. So the activity feed actually allows people to check in on real-time real estate activity anywhere in the country. So if I'm an agent in Florida, you know, and I'm trying to attract people to come to Florida to buy a home or vacation home or whatever... I want to check on what, check in on what's going on in Illinois or Wisconsin because that's where my clients are coming from. Yeah. And so we provide that value. And then also what's going on with my network. 
And so uh, you can check in and see, okay, who's making new connections? This might be an opportunity uh, for me to share. And so the sharing aspect of it as well, you know, a lot of networks out there that are just, you know, plain referral networks, you know, we have millions of homes on our site. And so people can share homes, search for homes in a really safe way. And so, you know, being able to look at people's profiles, see what kind of homes they're selling and to share that way is a big deal. And then you also have, okay, I need a great lender. Well, who do I go to for that? Well, I might ask someone, you know, that I work with about that. But if I need a great lender because I'm sending someone to Florida, I need to be able to connect with people in Florida. So yeah, and we're going to talk about that specific uh, scenario of sending people back to and from Florida because you've got a phenomenal case study yeah. uh, of an agent who is not just did it, but is yeah. still doing. Yes. This, built a, a massive uh, yeah. referral network in a, in a relatively short amount of time. And I, I want to get to that. We're going to, we're going to save that for, now, for, for uh, a little bit. First, sure. walk me through, though, why, why did you see this as a need in the market that you had to go out and build this? Because Sure. You know, without truly like, you know, and I want to discount you as a visionary because I think you'd have to have a very specific vision to get where you're at right now. Um, but just looking at the market, I would not ever see this as a need. Sure. To build a new referral network and website and, and consumer facing national MLS. Like I just wouldn't see that as, man, I got to go do this right now. Sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the reason I had the idea was buying a home and selling a home at the same time. And because I had a great agent, I got connected with the best lender, you know, got the best title company insurance, all started with the agent. So what you realize about the networking aspect is the agent's the one bringing the network to the table. It makes buying, selling, owning a home a great experience. Uh, you know, so it's once you, you know, buy your house and you're in there. Or it's the inverse. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, so, but the consistent thing was everyone was really frustrated with the Zillows of the world trying to disintermediate the value of the agent. So I said, what if you could create, you know, something that would really bring this, you know, network uh, to the forefront and then make it agent friendly. And when you actually take that approach, you're solving a whole bunch of problems with a single product. And so it provides a way, you know, if you don't have a personal website or IDX, we can help provide that at a very affordable uh, price. If you are looking to uh, have a nationwide MLS, you know, that's really expensive or you have to go to Zillow and then it's not safe. And yeah. so that's, that's a huge need, uh, being able to connect with agents in other locations to identify opportunities and share referrals, you know, nationwide. That's a huge need too. But, you know, people didn't really have a great way to do it. They could kind of jerry rig some things together to facilitate it. Yep. We've made it really easy. The other thing too is, you know, obviously agent attraction, growing your team. That's a huge need in the market that we're addressing right now. Uh, which is, you know, you know, if you're, if you're looking to grow your team, you're facing five core problems. You have to identify people that would be a good fit for your team. You have to evaluate them. You have to reach out to them, which is really awkward. Uh, you have to constantly cultivate an agent network, you know, and if you were going to try to build a network on Facebook or LinkedIn, you've got a lot of other people there, but more importantly, um, if you got a few hundred people, you'd be lucky. Um, so that, that's crazy. And then you have to do it at an affordable uh, price. And so these are just a few of the use cases where people are getting value from the site. Yeah. And what you're talking about, like all the work that goes into building a referral network is not just, uh, okay, if I can connect to like three or four other people in a different area, then I've got that area on lock. Like there's more than just if I can connect to somebody. And I've been to 
my, my, my very first experience at Keller Williams uh, family reunion. Yeah. I guess like some teams had probably like put challenges on like, go add to your network today, go find four other agents to put in your re- referral network. Good on them. I, I applaud the effort, but I literally had like a handful of agents randomly walk up to me and say, excuse me, what's your name? And then I'm like, you know, I'm Nate. Like, cool. Where do you, uh, where do you work out of Washington? Great. Well, I'm in South Dakota. Here's my card. Yeah. That, that was like what they were trying to do to build a network. I'm like, I guess I wouldn't refer you anything. I don't know anything about you or where you're from or why even you and I would be good to work together. Like there's so much more into that. Uh, so I see where like something like this gives you the opportunity to actually like, bridge that gap a lot faster, more efficient in a way that fits into your life. And yeah. then the opportunity to, you know, to work through those details. Yeah, no question. And it has to be an actionable thing. You know, like you were talking about, you, you know, if you were working in Washington, DC, then you'd want to connect with people, you know, maybe even in Delaware, to be honest, if you had someone that's going to yeah. go, yeah. we have, we have agents that, you know, work in DC and, and connect with agents in Delaware but they're not on the same uh, MLS and to get access to both can be, you know, a few hundred bucks extra a year. Yes. And so we've provided a way for them to do that without having to, you know, burn a hole through their pocket. So, um, yeah. So, 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 and then this, so this is an interesting point though, too. So let's say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here in uh, Chicago. Yeah. Let's say, you know, I don't sell real estate actively anymore, but if I had uh, a client here in Chicago and they're like, you know what, Nate, we're trying to move to Boston. Yeah, I could set them up to get alerts from Ideal Estate, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so that's a little bit of a change because I wouldn't normally be able to do that. So walk no. me through like that scenario because this is a like that enables the agent still to be the you know the provider of service firsthand who they've learned to trust. Yes, versus like hey, here's my guy over here, you know, yeah. and uh, just work with him because if the consumer wasn't wanting to necessarily just work with someone else. Sure. Uh, you're, you're, you're immediately turning them down for what they asked for, you know, yeah. and not to any faults of your own necessarily, but then no, you're, you're giving them about. something else. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's sort of the point, right? I mean, you know, if you build a relationship with a client, they trust you, you know, their taste, you know, you know what they can and can't do. And so if you're able to help bridge that gap, you know, where they're not looking for a new agent in Boston they're not starting the process from scratch because it is a relationship-based business. Yeah. And so uh, that's, that's sort of the introduction that we're providing as well, which is, you know, when you make a connection, that's kind of step one. Uh, sending a message, you know, that's step two. And, and where we've seen the most success with people doing this is they reach out and say, hey, I'd like to know about you. And so it goes to the point you brought up where someone's like, hey, here's my card. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, Hey, I'd like to get to know you. Like what kind of clients do you have? Uh, how can I be helpful? And then that leads to a relationship that, you know, cultivates something where you're sharing referrals. And it's the same thing with clients. Clients have the same need as agents do from that perspective. So is the whole network on Ideal Estate, is it all agents or do you have other service providers already also working in there? 40 different categories of service providers okay. and they've posted. So your profile allows you to post any secondary services you have if you're an agent. So if you're a buyer's agent or you also provide title or property management, we help promote that aspect of your business as well. But we have people that, you know, are just lenders. They've got five lending products. And so we help them connect with agents. And, you know, for example, if you're a lender and you have a special for veterans or people are retiring, right? Uh, 
you know, connecting with agents is really the best way to grow your business. And so we provide that, that ability for them to connect with the right agents in different locations and build their agent network. Uh, so it kind of goes to the original example, which is, you know, the business and the industry starts with the agent. Yeah. I mean, and it makes a lot of sense, obviously, you know, and especially it sounds like, you know, in this case, like if you happen to be a real estate lawyer, I mean, oh, yeah. what a great, <laughs> what a great place to build a network because, uh, you immediately solve a pain point because yeah. it'll be the consumer who says, you know, or, or, you know, between the consumer and the agent who discover, Hey, we have an issue. Uh, yeah. the agent will be to say, look, I'd love to solve this for you, but I'm unable to provide that service. You'll yes. need a lawyer. Yep. And you can provide, and, but you know, if they're connected to a lawyer, it's like, Hey, I know a great person that can do this. Right. And, and, and so, so that's the thing. That's where, that's where it's, it, because, because there are times where the agent has to pay us the baton to someone else. Yes. Um, but when they do so in a blind way of like, Hey, you'll, you, you'll need to find someone who does 1031 or you'll need to find someone yeah. who does, you know, fill in the blank. It, it, if they're not handing over, but I know two people and here they are, give them yes. the call. They're waiting to hear from you. Yep. Um, you know, that little bit of a handoff can make all the difference as far as how that service is seen all the way throughout the end of the transaction. Yes. And then also when you're going back to an agent, cause people, you know, a lot of people don't move just once they move multiple times in their life. And so, you know, you go back to your agent or, you know, you know, someone moving and that's why you also, um, do that is because, um, you know, you're referring someone to someone you trust and that's how agents get the best business. We just help facilitate it on a larger scale. Yep. So you don't have to kind of wonder about the opportunities that are out there. Like referrals happen by chance, essentially, uh, prior to us doing this. And now, you know, people have more visibility into the opportunities in their network that they would have to make a hundred phone calls to figure out. So let, let's talk specific numbers, uh, or, you know, round numbers, if you will, yeah. uh, uh, how many agents are in this? And these are all individual agents, not necessarily like a brokerage signs up and it just ports in their agents, right? No, it's agents. I mean, you have to create, you know, your account basically. Okay. So, so it's two agent uh, count. Yeah. So it's, it's just about 800,000 nationwide. Wow. So, and but I would have, say about 400,000 of that have active listings at any given time. You know, a lot of them, you know, will use it, you know, if they're a buyer's agent and they're in between listings. Uh -huh. a great resource for them to have that ability, even if they don't have an active listing. And I think, I think NAR, you know, has, says, you know, about 2 million agents nationwide. I think that, you know, probably nine, I think. Yeah. Something like that. But I would say, <laughs> you know, I would say in total, there's probably about a total of 800,000 that have listings. And I would say that, you know, of our base, you know, mm -hmm. roughly 450,000 maintain listings at any given time. <laughs> Okay. So that, I mean, that's actually like basically, you know, half your agents are above average agents. Yeah. Um, and okay. And then, um, additional service providers, how many of those exist on the site? And uh, tens of thousands of service providers all over the country. Um, and some of them, you know, it overlaps a little bit because, you know, a lender might also do appraisals or they might do title, but, yeah. uh, you know, all over the country. And then we've had about five and a half million consumers invited to collaborate in the last year. Okay. Okay. So this is, and see, that's, that's, I think what's different here is this is a professional network for those who work in real estate yep. and that's how it functions. However, there's a component that is very much consumer centric and consumer facing. So it doesn't break the experience of professional over here, consumer over here. It's yes. really all together and 
you know, allows all the backend stuff to occur on the platform while the front end is friendly to the consumer. That's right. And so, you know, nationwide, you know, obviously we provide the nationwide MLS. Right. And it comes in really handy if you're an agent because you want to share homes with, you know, your client. You may not have access right. to a certain location. So you can use it to actually collaborate. And when you go on, you look at your listing on the site, what you're not going to see is all your competitors advertising on your listing. And so it's a really, really powerful resource for agents to be able to collaborate with their clients without us selling their client information. And, you know, let's just be honest, most MLSs, local MLSs, they don't have great sharing features. And that's (laughs) that's why people go to Zillow. And we modeled our sharing features after Pinterest. So it's a really great design, makes it easy to share. And it also makes it easier for clients to share with their friends and family so they don't have to chase down, you know, a whole bunch of links, wonder, okay, I like that home, where did we find it? Or they're just going straight to Zillow for convenience. And then if they do anything, they're getting 50 phone calls that they didn't want, which is not good for the listing agent. Right, because they're clicking a button that says, I want more info. Yeah, I want more info, but what they're really doing is saying, hey, you know, everyone call me. And it might, you know, I, I remember when I had this idea, I actually signed up for a company like that. And I put in, you know, just my information, I had to put my phone number in to look at some of the homes. And I was getting calls from people in Texas, I'm in Salt Lake City. uh, And you know, I was for like a year. um, And they're calling saying, Hey, I'd love to show you this property. And I just said, Hey, I, you know, I, that's not what I'm here for. Yeah, Uh, yeah. it's and I think that, you know, millennials these days, they don't want to put their phone numbers in, they don't want to have that same experience. They want to have variety, ease of use, but they also want to have, you know, some privacy. And so being able to kind of have a a way to have a softer introduction than, hey, I saw you looked at my listing and I need to call you. Where's the number? You know, we get confused with traditional lead gen companies all the time, but we're not a lead gen company. We don't sell leads. So it's just something a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, You know, and yeah, I'll only rag on the lead gen business for right a, a little bit. There's, there's only so many sides of deals every year. But yet, the number of leads available every year yeah. seems to multiply. Yes, but it's a clear disconnect. Something is broken there. Sure. Um, that was one of the reasons I, you know, I, I never wanted to go into the lead generation business. People were, at, you know, when I was started an agency, that you know, a lot of people were confused sure. working real estate that I wasn't doing lead gen, and this was one of the reasons. I, I just, for me, it didn't make sense. Yeah. And you're spending a ton of money too. So you have a whole bunch of people that are potentially, um, you know, it's just, it's not very efficient. It doesn't make a lot of sense if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm sharing the screen right now for those who are watching, going through and kind of giving a a brief demo of the consumer facing side of the product here and how easy it is to, to find local listings in the area Um, and you know, it it functions fast. I love the appearance. It's actually, like you said, you're modeling after Pinterest. I mean, there's no sense in reinventing anything. Pinterest has already figured out what what works well visually. And so you can create a collection of homes really easily by shopping just in seconds. And then, and I, if I don't know if I can share my screen, if you have the ability, but I have it. I think so. I can, I I can show you exactly, uh, you know, some of this other stuff. Uh, Let's see, uh, manage participants maybe here um it might not allow you if it's uh let me see if i can do it Yeah, try it it should be the share button down there (laughs) yeah let me see oh wait 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 um advanced sharing options all participants yeah you should you should be able to 
Okay, here we go. We've never done this. This is a first. Uh, we're doing a demo here. <laughs> so I've got, my, I've got my dashboard up here. Okay. Yep. And what you can see is I've got 98,000 people in my network on the You've site. also got 42,000 unopened emails. I'd like to make sure everyone knows that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't use that. Yeah, I don't use that. Um, but okay. this is actually Cody Cox. And um, he's, he's actually a use case that... I've yeah, let's talk about Cody for a minute. And I'll, and I'll pull him up in a second. But as you can see, I, you can put your services here. You can create a collection of homes. And this is really great. So this option to quick share a collection, right. um, I can share this with my entire network just like that. So I just shared. Put together, say, say for instance, like Cody, or well, I won't yeah. talk about Cody. I'll talk about something yeah. in Chicago, for instance. Sure. Uh, I can I can put together a collection of all one bedroom condos for under four hundred thousand available yes. within the downtown area of Chicago, and share that to my network. And you know, my network could be like professional relocators who find, yeah. and and I just did all their homework for them, and I could do that once a week. Easily. That's right. And share it. And, and once you share, you can add to it. So let's say you shared with 10 people, mm -hmm. you can just add homes to it and they can actually share back the ones they like, just like Pinterest. So you can see this is what the client gets yep. when you share with them. And so you can see a very special collection of homes. This could be me sharing with my friends and family on the consumer side. So it just, it depends on the use case, but this is a great way to receive an organized collection of homes. Are, are all these listings manually inputted into Ideal Estate or are they no, we're, we are we are connect, we're List Hub National Publishing Partner. So, um, you know, one of the things we don't allow, we don't allow for sale by owner on the site, um, but we do allow agents if they have a license to, you know, they can put a listing on manually. Okay. Uh, if it's something that they're doing, but just going over here, you know, I'm, let's have a look at Cody's profile. He's, he's one of the best use cases we have for how you can do something. And yeah. so he's been on the site for two weeks, two okay. weeks, two weeks has a he's network of 56,975 agents. And he's connected directly with 587 people that have sent him, you know, information, everything else. This is, this is literally the definition of going viral, uh, yeah. I would say. And if you're able to have built up any of your social profiles, I don't care what network it is, to 50 plus thousand. Does he have any other networks like this? Like, was he leveraging no, a big no. Facebook or email list or anything? No, he's, he's done this all within the site and he's just one example. I think the most connected lady on the site has 380,000 people in her network. She beats you. Yeah, she beats <laughs> me. I mean, here's one example. I just had this pulled up by chance, but this is one of our users. She has 16,000 people in her direct network. Here's oh my her network. So let's talk about that for a second. So I build a network. He shows up first to 56,000 agents across the country. And so every time he has an update to his business, it notifies them, cultivates the opportunities automatically. It's brilliant. Uh, he's also able to reach out proactively and really understand how he's connected, where he's connected. And I'll show you that in just a second. Yeah. You know, he's got his listing down here. He can create, you know, he can create a collection. He can go shopping for his clients. You can do it privately as well if you don't want to do it publicly. Yeah. But here's his profile. Here's everything I need to understand how he can help my business. I've got his reviews. I can see his different services. And so, you know, he's actually just been a great use case for us. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a whole bunch of people using it for di very different reasons. Obviously, agent attraction is another really powerful feature that we provide. So if you're looking to grow your team, 
we just take all the awkwardness out of that process. Yeah, yeah. It makes it really, really easy, really fun to use. And so you can go through and actually search your network. And it's really neat. So you can see where you're connected, how you're connected. Uh, you can search for agents by the types of homes they sell. And so it's just a really, really cool way to kind of have a look around. Yeah. And now, uh, putting you on the spot here. So you mentioned 800,000 yeah. agents. You've got all these features approximately how many of them are on the site using it every month? Oh, so we, I mean, we get about, you know, a hundred something, 180,000 use it every month, like just every month. So they're getting email alerts, but at, at no less than 150, 200,000 monthly yeah. users. Yeah. Well, they stay and it kind of cycles through. I mean, people can use it as needed. So right, right. we'll cycle through and do that. So um, it just kind of depends, but, and it just depends a little bit on the time of year too. But, you know, a lot yeah, of these of course, people yeah. literally live on the site. Um, they're on there all the time. I think Cody, you know, I think he's received maybe 4,000 unique messages in the last week. (laughs) So I hope he's got, uh, uh, an assistant or someone, uh, helping him so that, uh, he can get through that because man, he's not going to be able to easily uh, get back to all 4,000 messages. Yeah. And our users, that doesn't include consumers at all. So, um, right. you, know, you get a lot of people on here, but, but here's my network and, you know, I'm able to go make connections. I can see where people are, send them a message. I can see, okay, where am I connected? So here's how I'm connected. See these different professionals. Okay. So I can easily go find a title or you have vendors, you have photographers, land surveyor, I mean, yeah. even contractors. Yeah, these are all the things that... See, this, these are some pain points because the, it's the moment I need some of this stuff. I'm like, well, yeah. shoot. I don't, I don't like going to networking mixers. I do not like, you know, just trying to send out all these random messages here, there, or the other. But if you're all on this site, you know that to expect it, that that yes. use case is expected. Absolutely. And that's, that's a great point where, you know, if you're contacting people on Facebook and they didn't go there for that, right. then that's a problem. So here, everyone's here to do business. They're here to share. And so, you know, you have all these different use cases. If I'm going to, you know, try and grow my team, this is the best way to break the ice, connect with the right people. Yep. I, can, I can search for people by how connected they are. I can search for people, you know, by the price, uh, uh, price range of homes they sell, how many they sell. All that stuff is relevant information when I'm making yep. uh, that connection. And this is just, you know, basically, you know, you can see how you're connected, where you're connected, and that's just incredibly valuable. What, what's it cost? So uh, it's $39 a month. So everyone has to pay that or is there a free model? No, we have a freemium model just like okay. LinkedIn. So, okay, so anyone can join for free. Yes, anyone can join for free. You get a certain number of, you know, features for free just like LinkedIn. Okay. Yep. Preferred profiles really more about... Uh, it's about sharing. It's about collaborating. It's about growing your network more quickly. Yeah. Uh, so that's how that's how you do it. And it's very simple to get started. It's it really just you go on, make sure you have a really polished profile. Yep. And start making connections. And as you do that, you just unlock more opportunities. So we got forty bucks a month to get the um, the next step up. Do you have multiple tiers as well? No. So we have you know the preferred plus features really for people looking to aggressively grow their team. Okay. That's $119 a month. Um, But what's really great about all of these features is you can use them as needed. So you don't have a contract. You can turn it on, turn it off. Yeah. It's fully flexible. That's something, you know, when you go to the agent friendly aspect of this, which is really why I started this company, 
um, is basically you want to have something flexible because if you're in between listings, you're spending a fortune. Yeah. That's not good. Um, so you need to have the ability to keep things flexible. Yeah, the roller coaster business structure that often plagues a lot of agents, um, you know, it, it is hard to break that. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I think that that's probably because I, you know, my personal opinion is that a lot of agents really are they're sales they're salespeople. They're not looking to build necessarily a business. They're salespeople. Yeah, and that's a really uh, tough thing to manage when you've got you know, a lot of service providers trying to lock you in on contracts sure. because, you know, like you said, like, you know, they know they'll probably do maybe six to 10 deals this year, but they don't know when those deals will come. And, you know, obviously cash flow is, sure. is the king here in, in that scenario. If you don't have the cash flow, you can't promote the listing that you get and all that kind of stuff. So you have oh, to be totally. able to manage that. No, you have to be able to manage that. And that's why a lot of companies lock people in is because, you know, if people aren't happy with it, then, you know, there's... Sure, I want guaranteed cash too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's, just, it's a different approach. And, and, you know, the biggest struggle we face is when people think we're just another lead gen company where yeah. if they focus on where we provide the value, it's, it's in sharing referrals, it's connecting with other agents, funny enough, it's in growing your team, and then also, you know, obviously promoting your services. So there's just not a good place to kind of bring all those things together. And that's oh, what yeah. we yeah. Well, yeah. I appreciate you going into those numbers and, and, uh, sharing that success story with Cody that I think it's pretty cool. Um, I wanted to go, well, let's switch gears here a little bit, kind of talk sure. a little bit more about the market, uh, uh, broader focus here. So, um, as far as like where you're gaining traction and what's helping drive the growth, are there any specific regional areas that you're seeing greater adoption from? Well, I mean, Florida is a big one, you know, any hot button place where people are moving from one area to another, Boise, Idaho, um, as I mentioned before, somewhere like Delaware is interesting. But, you know, a lot of agents in Austin, Texas use us to connect with agents in Silicon Valley mm -hmm. that have people coming to Austin. Um, so it, it really just depends. I mean, we have a lot of agents in Aspen that use it to connect with other agents in Boston, New York, Chicago. Um, but agents can even use it, you know, on a sort of, you know, micro level. You know, if you're in Wisconsin and you want to connect with someone in Illinois, Right. There's still value there because, you know, anywhere you're not connected to a certain MLS where you would have to gain access. Right. The reason you are part of an MLS is it gives agents access to your listings so that they can, you know, basically pitch their clients. Hey, here's some homes you might like. Right. right. Well, if you do that on a nationwide scale, suddenly that's 10 times more powerful. Got it. Um, what, what about as far as... Um Oh my goodness. I just totally had like a, I just left my head. <laughs> I, I've got a, you know, I've, I've got my standard uh, format of questions that I love to work through. Uh, but there's always the follow-ups are the best. Sure. And I've also, we'll come back to that one. Um, let, let's kind of talk more about, you know, the, the financial side to the business. I mean, so sure. you, you've got hundreds of thousands of users. It, obviously it sounds like you've got a very attractive subscription uh, yeah. price point. Um, but of course in real estate tech and prop tech, you know, what we focus on this show, you know, funding is always a major component to a lot of companies first getting up off the ground and then scaling. Um, sure. can you share a little bit about, um, where you guys are at in funding if you've done any, uh, and if you plan on doing any more? So, uh, we're not planning on doing any funding, uh, going forward. We actually, we're very fortunate. We have really great, uh, investors, 
Uh, one of our core investors um, is one of probably the best tech investors uh, in the country um, from Excel, the venture capital firm Excel. Mm. Um, and so uh, we've been really fortunate there. And then, um, you know, just with some of the other partners that we've created, it's just been phenomenal. So we're not looking to raise any additional capital. And, you know, the reason for that is, you know, when Amazon, Google, you know, a lot of these companies started, they raised money once, okay, or maybe twice. And what's happened in the last, you know, 20 years is people are raising, you know, probably more than they need to and probably more often than they need to. And it actually jeopardizes, and you see this with WeWork, for example, it jeopardizes the overall business in some ways. So, you know, the, the core value of raising money is you want to use it to, you know, become profitable and then, you know, maybe you do a growth round or something. But right. uh, we've been really fortunate to, you know, to be able to basically scale this, you know, without having to raise a ton of capital. So you guys did a, little, a small round to really uh, accelerate early stage growth. Yes. That was enough to get you both profitable and to, you know, get the flywheel spinning, if you will. Yes, exactly. Yep. And so from that point, you know, where we were, where some companies aren't as fortunate as us is all of our growth has been organic. So yep. all of our stuff's been done through invites and things like that. So we haven't had to spend money marketing. Yep. Well, there's a significant network effect that the, yeah. the overall network is better for every person who joins. Yes. And so they want people on there and they're telling their friend, I just did this thing over here and it's pretty cool and you should do it too if you're trying to you know, fill in the blank. Um, and so you've got that organic word of mouth, um, obviously, you know, and this is true. I mean, this is how I found my, who I would refer for title. I just looked to the person next to me. I was like, yo, who do you put down for title? <laughs> Give me a name. Okay. Yeah. That's who I'll use. Um, and I think that's very prevalent, you know, still, um, in a business that has to move fast and is, you know, being required to move faster even the, oh, absolutely. You know, the speed of business right now in residential real estate has, has sped up exponentially in the last few years. So this makes a lot of sense that people would be, um, sharing word of mouth, any advice that you'd put out? Cause I know that there's a lot of, there's, you know, quite a few founders who listen to the show. There's some other investors who listen to the show. Um, for those who are trying to build their business and they're looking at funding as the only route there, any advice that, hey, maybe you don't have to go that route or you know, maybe something that you guys did early on that you realized that raising a lot of money and diluting your equity wasn't a requirement? Sure. Um, you know, I think Brian Chesky, the founder of uh, Airbnb, kind of said it best. So he had this, you know, 10 lessons I would have taught my younger self. Mm. And the first one was, you know, wait as long as possible uh, before you start raising capital. And you know, so I think that's one aspect to it. It just, it, I think it depends on the business part of it. But, you know, when I, I've met with, you know, a lot of investors over the years from the top tier firms and, you know, one of some of the best advice I got recently was, hey, you don't want to raise, if you don't need it, you don't want to go do too much because it's going to be, you know, pretty detrimental overall. Wait yep. as long as you can. And if you can get there, do it. But the whole point is, if you don't need it, don't raise more than you need. Um, but then, you know, some investors would say, raise way more than you think you need. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it depends on the business. It depends a little bit on the investor. But if you can get, you know, to profitability, then wait as long as you can before you raise a serious round. I mean, it totally makes sense to me. Um, but then again, I'm, I'm not raising. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about raising money, it's not that fun uh, for, you know, for a lot of people. It, it takes up a lot of time. 
and it can yeah. be a pretty, you know, involved process. And, you know, you go and do the rounds in Silicon Valley with the top tier firms and, you know, um, they're, they're not easy on you for sure. But, um, I've know, got a little bit of an insider view of what that process is like. Um, yeah. and, uh, you're, you're right. There's, there's elements that are extremely exciting. Um, but there's also elements that are totally and for no other word dreadful. Oh, absolutely. And, I've just been very fortunate to build relationships with, yeah. you know, really great people. Uh, Jim Schwartz at Excel has just been a really great uh, resource uh, for me. And also he's taught me so much just about yeah. how the whole uh, thing works. And, you know, I've just been lucky, you know, in my mentors, uh, you know, just in the industry, especially. So, yep. Very cool. We're going to shift here. Uh, we're coming towards the end of the show and it's going to wind down. I'm going to move it into uh, the first of our last two segments, which yep. is for the future. This is where I get to ask each guest who comes in the show to give their best predictions based on the following four questions. Yes. Brody, are you ready to play? I'm ready to play. All right, let's do this. Question number one, what does Idea Estate look like one year from now? I think a year from now, you know, I think where it's going to be positioned is it's going to be at the very least, you know, it's going to be a huge supplement for everyone's business. Um, and it's going to be hopefully very much like a LinkedIn where you want to have a presence uh, for a variety of reasons. And it's going to supplement in other cases, I think for a lot of agents, this is going to replace probably five other services that they're paying a fortune for and don't need anymore. So I, I think, you know, from, from that standpoint, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, an indispensable part, um, at least, of everyone's business in the industry. Very cool. All right, question number two, uh, get out your crystal ball. What does the housing market look like one year from now? I think it's going to be really hot for another year, but I think that, you know, I think we may be approaching uh, some, you know, some uh, stormy waters ahead. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it, it kind of depends. Um, that's been the prediction for the last five years. No, it has been, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes these things can, you know, <laughs> you push it off for five years longer and you know, it becomes a problem. So I think there's got to be some sort of correction, but you know, you have a lot of tech that's really propped up housing prices and, you know, Interesting. the tech industry in general has done that in a lot of hot button places. Um, and so even here in Salt Lake, I mean, our home prices have gone, you know, through the roof just in the last, you know, couple of years because you have, you know, a big tech scene, you have, you know, high, high paying jobs coming to certain areas, sure, sure. the housing prices up. And, you know, if you have a correction in the tech industry, then that's going to obviously impact other, right. other industries as well. And you see that, you know, we have a major WeWork office here in Salt Lake. Oh, okay one of their home offices where they had, you know, thousands of people moving here to work for WeWork. And now that's gone. So um, not that they probably won't be able to find a million other tech jobs, but yeah. that can cause a serious problem where you have a place like Boise, Idaho, or places in Oregon, or even Austin, Texas, where you're getting these inflows of money that if the tech companies correct, it's going to correct on the other side. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, that's something that uh, I've been keeping an eye on as we see some of those layoffs, but at the same time uh, in real estate tech, I'm welcoming all of the talent to uh, branch out a little bit. And, you know, sure. uh, frankly, I, I don't know how much tech was in and behind WeWork, but 
uh, if some of those people want to come into other areas of prop tech, I think that's going to be only better for the industry. So, Oh, absolutely. I don't wish the layoff on anyone, but uh, I think that some of these, um, these changes will, will not be necessarily such a bad thing for the overall market. So no. And I think they were, you know, they were obviously driving up, you know, prices in, in that industry too. Cause you know, they're buying a little bit, a little bit. Everyone will have to reevaluate the WeWork effect on commercial buildings. So, yeah. uh, that, that still holds. All right, moving on. Question number three, what's one industry trend you think will continue, but you wish would go away? Um, I mean, I, I think the focus on, you know, just leads in general, and I think you're seeing it just even with, you know, some of the transitions that the Zillas of the world are making. I think the trend where people are so focused on getting leads, like just over and over and over again, yep. will continue for some time. But I, I think that, and, you know, I wish it would go away that people would focus more on referrals rather than buying leads. Mm. But I think that industry is gonna, going to continue uh, for a while. But, um, you know, I think if people focus more on referrals and relationships in the industry, it would be better for everybody. Yeah. Interesting. And the last of For the Future, what's one thing you believe will dramatically change or fade away in real estate as a result of technological advances? I, I would actually answer that in a slightly different way. I think the one thing that won't go away is the human element in the process. Oh, interesting. And so I think, you know, there's been a lot of focus on how tech is going to replace, you know, it's, it's replacing lots of jobs, um, in a lot of different industries. But I think the human element, there's been a lot of fear for years that, oh, Zillow is going to replace this or someone's going to predict that back in the fifties, we would have so much free time. We wouldn't know what to do or something like that. Yeah. And just the human element in buying, selling, you know, in that process, if that's not going away because, you know, I mean, some people may want to do the do-it-yourself model, yep. but I think that's always going to be few and far between because of the financial decision people are making. You yep. want another person there to help assist. It has expertise. It has existing relationships. It has these other things. And so the role of the agent may change a little bit over time. I yeah. think tech is going to make the, the job of the agent easier to do better. And I think that that's actually going to save the agent money and make them more successful. So that's where I see tech really impacting. Uh, the industry is actually empowering agents rather than trying to disintermediate or replace. Yeah, you know, I, I, I tend to align. I'll add this, these two cents here. I tend to align with the idea that if you can make the agent better at their job, yeah. that can be what the tech enables doesn't necessarily hide data or better, you know, keep data from the consumer or make the agent the only way to get the job done. But if you can make the agent more available, more prepared, better informed, faster to, to transact, I think all those things, then the value prop, I don't know that is exchangeable because that personal touch and care and, Hey, are you sure this is the right thing to do? You, it's hard to get that online. And you're right. This is the biggest transaction for people. And, you know, yeah, there's some services out there where people are willing to, to buy and sell a car without direct interaction. Yeah. But even that, which is far more easier, I think, to implement than oh, way houses. And way, you have to live in your house, you yeah. know? And so <laughs> it, it's a, it's a yeah. big thing. Your car, you know, people get new cars all the time. Homes are very different. Right. And, you know, that the whole process, you know, do you really want to be at your house at 10 o'clock at night with a photographer 
taking photos so that you have good photos? Do you want to have the out-of-pocket expenses and, you know, doing marketing and things like that? And this is right. something that I just fundamentally believe in. The, the commission is the purest form of compensation in the world because you're getting paid because something went well. And so agents are taking a risk. They're entrepreneurial by definition, just how they work. And right. so they're taking a risk every time. So that reward pays off. And when you actually evaluate it versus, you know, doing it yourself, it's like if I want to, you know, redo my bathroom or something myself, I could maybe figure out how to do it. But yep. it, it's one thing where it would probably end up costing me more. Yep. Um, you know, in the long haul. And, and that's a very small example. If you have a housing problem that goes wrong, yep. that's a big problem. So you want to have a really good uh, agent in the process. Yep. Totally understand. Well, we're going to move into the last three questions here. This is where our listeners get a chance to learn more about you personally. Uh, first one is, what are you reading? So, I mean, I, I try to read a lot of books. Um, I do them mostly on tape. I'm actually dyslexic. So, um, and I was an English major in college. Still so. on tape though? <laughs> I do do books on tape. Yeah, books on tape. Like you have a cassette player? Oh, no, not on actual <laughs> tape. It's just audiobooks. <laughs> audiobooks, sorry. It's like you're really in touch I'm with old, uh, your, your vintage roots here. I mean, you yeah, really just 80s, want to take it back. 80s, you know, the 80s are coming back. You know? <laughs> He's got a Walkman like, sitting next to his desk. Yeah, I've got my Stranger Things <laughs> Walkman. Makes a lot of sense, but... Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I listen to a lot of books on tape. I think the most recent one I finished was the hard thing about hard things. Oh yeah. Which is a great book. And then, uh, another book called the obstacle is the way. Yep. Brian uh, Holiday. A very, very good book. But, um, you know, I try to read a lot of different kinds of books. So yeah. I, have you picked up a Ben Horowitz new book? Uh, you are what you do. No, I haven't read that one yet, but it's I, great. Um, um, it, it, it focuses in on culture. And I thought that it, it's, it's a practical book. And that's what I thought was, uh, doesn't line up with most, uh, culture books I've read it. I like there's actionable things that you can take away from it. And it's phenomenal examples. I also learned quite a bit about history that I didn't know. So, yeah, uh, I love the hard thing about hard things. He has a great section in it about Herb Allen and uh -huh. it's kind of funny. So there's not a, you know, that's, that was my first investor meeting was with Herb Allen. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so the first, you know, so out of the gate and I was 26 raising money for my first company. Yep. And uh, that was my first investor meeting was Herb Allen. Wow. <laughs> wow. Absolutely true about what a class act. So yeah, yeah. The, 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 the portion of the book also on the wartime CEO. Oh yeah, that was great. Uh, that man, that, that, that changed my perspective of every company I'd ever worked for that had a tough time. I worked for a home builder from 2006 to 2008. Wow. Um, so talk about wartime CEO. Um, yeah. You know, we literally at that company, uh, the, the CEO implemented uh, martial law, actually announced the policy of martial law. And martial law meant that if your job was in accounting, you sold homes. And if you, if you were in the field, like I was sweeping the floors and cleaning the dirt out of the, you know, out of the, the, the gutter way and, and sweeping the streets, you sold homes. Everything you did sure. sold homes, uh, yep. is what we, what we took from that. So, um, do you use audible or script by the way? Just curious. I, I use audible. Okay. So I'm going to give a plug for script here real quick. I don't get paid for this, but script 10 bucks a month, unlimited. That's awesome. I'll have to yeah. look into that. It's it, Yeah. Easy way to save a few bucks here and there. Okay. Question number two, who are you learning from? 
So I'm one of, you know, I've been fortunate to have some really great mentors, um, as I mentioned before. Um, Ned Stringham, who's the CEO of Inside RE, um, Inside RE KV Core, yep. he's been a really great mentor to me. Um, so I've been, you know, really fortunate there. Uh, one of the first mentors I had, um, his name was John McMillian, most interesting man in the world. He's the one that actually introduced me to Herb Allen, but, um, okay. <laughs> you know, really an amazing guy around the North Atlas and gas pipeline. So he was kind of my first one. And then, you know, I've learned a lot just connecting with interesting people. Um, you know, some of them in Chicago, actually, um, really great folks. Nice. All right. Last one here. What inspires you? Well, I think, you know, I spend most of my time, you know, personally talking to agents and I think what, you know, what inspires me is kind of what motivates me, which is it's really great when you can help someone build their business. And it could be something really simple, but I mean, that's where, you know, I get really excited is when you can have a really good outcome and it, it just helps someone. It could be something very simple, but that's something that, that kind of inspires me from that standpoint is, you know, if you can just help someone do any small thing to build their business or even just you know, I talk to a lot of agents and sometimes they're having a bad day and I just say, Hey, you know, let's talk about it. You know, yeah, like, what's yeah. going on? how can I be helpful? Yeah. And so, and you know, I think the agents that have, you know, spoken to me on the phone would probably say the same thing, but that's, that's where I really get a lot of enjoyment is actually talking to people and, and learning about their business. And that's, that's really my motivation actually. And I spend most of my time doing it. Very cool. Uh, Brody, this has been great. Uh, a lot of fun. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks for taking over and sharing the screen. That was You did a much better job demoing than I would have. And also thanks for sharing the, the case study of Cody and how he built his portfolio. 56,000. 56,000 in two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. Two He's weeks. Gonna, two weeks. So today is his 15th day <laughs> on the site. Ridiculous. I'm yeah. going to find this guy. I'm going to, I'm going to follow, follow his footsteps yeah, here. Definitely find him and connect with him. He's, <laughs> you know, he's just, been, he's, you know, he's a great use case, but you know, there's others that are using it yeah. building and things like that, that are, you know, yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, before we close out, uh, for people who want to learn more about ideal estate, they want to get connected to you or talk to you. What are the best places to go? How do they do that? The best way to do it is find me on ideal estate, which is, you know, I'm, you know, really excited about to be able to say, but you can find me on Ideal Estate, connect with me there, send me a message. Yeah. So idealestate.co, right? Well, we, we own the .com as well, but oh, we have okay. to move it over. Okay. So, so idealestate.com, you can uh, connect, uh, find uh, Brody Saunders there. Uh, we'll put the links on uh, under the show at technest.io. And um, yeah, it's been fun. I'm going to turn off the Facebook Live. Uh, so everyone on Facebook, I appreciate you guys tuning in and, uh, we'll do this again. We'll catch up soon. Thanks for having me. Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Nest podcast. Hey, don't forget you can get on the email list. You never miss an upcoming episode. That's technest.io. That's T-E-C-H-N-E-S-T dot I-O. Get on the email list. Uh, go to the app store, whether you found us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you found us, leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. And if you've got a guest or someone that you'd like to recommend, or if you think that you'd be a great guest on the show, hey, send me an email, nate at realteampanda.com. That's nate at realteampanda.com. See you guys later.